think it takes a lot of prayer. I mean, we actually don't have, we are not the Holy Spirit in our kids' lives, and we have to allow God to work in them. You are listening to the Grand Prairie Alliance Church Women's Podcast, where our aim is to encourage, edify, and equip you as you grow in your faith. May we be salt and light in this dark, mixed-up world. Welcome to GPAC Women's Podcast. Hey friends, and welcome back to another GPAC Women's Podcast. I am your host, Vanessa Harder, and this week's episode is part two of a conversation all about parenting, um, about sibling relationships and the relationships our kids have with others outside of the home. Uh, If you haven't listened to part one, I would highly recommend listening to it first as it'll really help paint a fuller picture of our guests who's speaking and where they're kind of standing, where they are in life, and then the discussion as a whole. Now let's jump back into my interview of Aideen Bell and Ramona Zacharias. So our next question is about today's age, today's, whatever you want to call that, climate Mm -hmm. of, um, I would say like secularism is much more on the rise, right? Mm Mm-hmm quite a long time ago Christianity was the norm but now I'm, I'm not sure what the percentage is I believe it's around four percent of it's people are like high. are mm-hmm. bible believing mm-hmm. Christians mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of fear I think within the church outside the church all around and the temptation I know for me is sometimes when I hear of things going on in a school or happening whatever um, is to protect to bubble to I'm going to keep you safe as much as I can. And I think that comes from a, a caring place, obviously. But when we look at the big picture of like, one day I want you to be independent. I want you to contribute to society. I want you to be able to be used by God and to minister to people and to succeed. I need to prepare you for the secular world, not just completely shelter. So obviously when they're really little, I feel like we're, we're quite a bit more protective, right? Because mm-hmm. they're so young. Mm-hmm. But my question to you is, Like, what advice would you give about balancing between trusting the Lord or maybe trusting your child versus this very fearful, motivated parenting? Well, it's definitely hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think we do have a natural instinct that we want to control and Mm -hmm. but we cannot control everything. And I don't and I, I agree. I don't think it's helpful always. So our kids need to develop friendships, I think, with non believers so that they know how to interact with them. That's actually something I learned from Charity, which I always am thankful I learned from her. Um, They need that, um, but they do need to have some balance. So, you know, one thing we go to is that the five people that you spend the most time with is who you are like. And so, yeah, we allow them to have those friendships, but we want to encourage them that the people they're with the most are other kids that are believers. Um, And so they're going to youth group and we're we're making sure that in their schedule, we're planning times when they're with those mm-hmm. friends that we know are more positive influences on them so that they're the ones that are a more positive influence on the non-believing kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it takes a lot of prayer. It does. I mean, we actually don't have, we are not the Holy Spirit in our kids' lives and right. we have to allow God to work in them. Well, when I read this question, I immediately thought of the verse in um, Second Timothy. Now, I know I'm kind of taking it out of context because Paul is speaking to Timothy. I think Timothy must have been kind of a trepidatious man in his personality. 
And so Paul is encouraging Timothy in his ministry not to operate out of fear. And so he says, um, for, so Paul is telling Timothy, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I was thinking, wow, that really can be applicable to us as moms, young or old. Um, can I trust God mm-hmm. with the children he's given me? And can I operate not out of fear, but what out is what is best for my child? Now, when I was a young mom, um, I operated out of a lot of fear. Um, our oldest daughter had to have major surgery, and of course, you know, I went to the bad place right away. She's going to die. It's going to be horrible. And if I could have taken my young self now by with myself and had a talk with her, it would have been. The words that that Paul gave Timothy, let's not operate out of fear, but with the Holy Spirit, out of power and love and a sound mind. Mm -hmm. So the question that you kind of talked about is, can I trust God to oversee my children and take care of them when they're out of my world, Mm -hmm. when they're at school, or if they are over at a friend's house? Um, And hindsight is very clear. And... um, I think listening to your children. I know that um, one of my children, they weren't comfortable. They had a friend at school, but they weren't comfortable in going to that person's house. And of course, we were just like, oh, you're just overreacting. And I mean, we're really thankful nothing happened, but it was valid. And I wish we would have listened. Mm -hmm. So listening to your children's cues, Mm -hmm. um, you know, why, why are they reacting like that? Um, do I know the people my children are with? Mm-hmm. I think that's super important mm-hmm. just to kind of have, whether if they're at somebody's place that they're not believers, are they at least safe people? Are mm-hmm. they moral people? There's some really good people out there. Um, but just knowing that and not mm-hmm. just letting your kids go because, well, everybody else is going. Yeah, I think there's a difference between like living in fear and just actually having um, good discernment discernment yeah and protections because Mm -hmm. I think it is our job to protect our kids too and you don't have to do that out of like terror but just you know Mm -hmm. we do need to know where our kids are Mm -hmm. and who they're with and so if you don't feel comfortable don't do it right and yeah if there's a little twinge of and then of course that's then you'll begin to overthink well is that a twinge of I'm worried or is it a is this you know something that I should be aware of but you mentioned something earlier Aideen that um, listening to your kids talking to your kids and my kids would come home especially my youngest she'd come home and tell me things I learned a lot today and she would go on to tell me about things that were some were horrifying and some were Mm -hmm. were great but even when they tell you the horrifying things it was like don't overrespond. Don't. <laughs> and I'm really proud of myself back then because I remember this one day she came home and told me something she had learned that day. And I was I was horrified, but I just, well, that's interesting. Let's talk about that. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it a little bit more. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important that we have those conversations with our kids. And um, I think part of not living in fear is that we are the ones um, teaching uh, truth to them. And we can start doing that pretty young mm-hmm. um, and bringing up conversations. I think that it's our responsibility to initiate conversations with them about some hard things mm-hmm. and 
you know, if your kids are starting school, they're going to start having conversations with friends about sex and gender and all these things that you don't want to talk about with them. But little kids have these conversations and they don't know anything, but they're still talking about it. Yeah. And so, you know, you can kind of in, I would say, have a lot of discernment about how you do it and do it cautiously, but you can kind of bring these things up to try to find out where they're at, what they are talking about, and then bring start having those conversations um, mm-hmm. so that, and when you start doing that, they'll learn that y- it's okay to talk to you about it and it's, it's even not though it taboo. Makes, yeah, even though you're horrified or right. embarrassed yourself, it's just go, go yeah. there. Yeah. It's more important that you go there and you're a little yeah. bit uncomfortable than... And you have the conversation with them about them and you speak truth into it. Mm-hmm. And then you're not fearful that whatever they're hearing is what they're taking in and believing. And I- you have to have those conversations over and over and over. Mm-hmm. You just don't stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but And I they look different as they get older. They do. But you, I think as parents, we have to take the initiative to do that. Because kids, mm-hmm. some kids will come home and blah everything out. Uh, and some kids won't. And so you need to to be intentional about having those talks with them. Yeah. I was thinking of uh, horse camp. So Aideen and I both have been involved in the Peace Country Wilderness Camps. And at the end of every day, you have time in the teepee where you talk about the highlight of the day and the low light of the day. And I just, I think that's a wonderful thing to carry. We've done that in our lives to carry over into other situations. What's what was the best thing about school or what was the best thing about football today? What was the worst thing? And so they're, so you, they know you're open to talking about the fun, fun stuff and the hard stuff. And why did it make you feel like that? Why, why did it make you feel like that when your coach said this or, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Our kids have to know that we'll talk to them, mm-hmm. that they can talk to us. Yeah. Sometimes some kids need permission almost to say things to you mm-hmm. and you need to give them that. You need to yeah. start it. They think they're going to be in trouble for saying something mm-hmm. when it's, yeah, yeah, just because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think sometimes, uh, again, com- coming back to this whole, ex- there's an expert. My kid has to go have the expert all the time. But to think about what you're saying, Adina, of like, talking about things more than once like we're not just like a one and done I talked to you about this why don't you get it right (laughs) and then also realizing I think in the past lots of things were kind of left like oh the the youth pastor will cover Mm. that yes or the teacher yeah Yeah. and yeah and even if they were why wouldn't you want that truth reinforced over and over and over Mm -hmm. right like I don't think we can have that expectation. It's not fair to have that expectation on our pastors or youth pastors or Sunday school teachers. Mm-hmm. They need to hear it from mom and dad. It actually has more weight coming from mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want that reinforced over and over in their lives so that it becomes believable truth to them. You know, mm-hmm. we know it is truth, but they need to hear it more mm-hmm. to know that, mm-hmm. yeah, I, it's not just mom and dad that think this. Lots of people think this way, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. What is something you wish you knew back when you were in your child raising years about guiding children in their friendships specifically? So maybe hypothetically, you see a relationship with between your child and someone else that maybe you have little concerns about, like, what would your advice be about how to navigate that? Because I think it's easy to be like, I'll just shut it down (laughs) compared Mm -hmm. to I want to try to guide you in Mm -hmm. this. 
yeah, just shutting something down probably isn't going to be the most effective because if you have a child that's any, you know, in any way rebellious, they're going to obviously want that more. Um, so probably what I would do is like allow them to continue that friendship under my kind of observation, like, which is kind of what I've done or what we have done is we don't, our kids don't go to other people's houses a lot unless mm-hmm. we really know the family. But, and it, it's kind of shocking to me because I'm always like, your friends can come to our house. So I'm like, other parents obviously don't have the same <laughs> guideline because they all come to our house. So I'm like, well, how come you just, but anyways, <laughs> it's kind of funny. So, you know, so that I can be kind of observing the relationship and seeing what's going on there. Um, yeah, I agree. Like having your... Sp- your spidey sense yes because you can tell yeah I remember a conversation oh one of my daughters okay you guys this is like 30 years ago one of my daughters was having with a friend on the phone it wasn't going well at all and it's just learning how to help your child navigate how to shut that down yeah like you don't need you don't need that yeah there are other people mm-hmm. in this world that can be really good friends yeah and encourage them with those with the the yeah, good you can't just leave a vacuum. So you have to then, okay, you know what? Let's spend some more time with these other kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you yeah, you don't want to just shut it down. And maybe your child is the person that that child needs too, right? Mm-hmm. But I would do it with some caution and that you're monitoring it. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's wise. Because like, what would you even call that? Like, like kind of hometown or home game advantage, right? It's yeah. like, well... You're, like, I know you're able to watch the cues and how your child is responding and your how child are they being is, treated? Yeah. yeah. Like, why is this sounding from this end back when we used to use the telephones? Why is this sounding like my child's being beaten down? And yeah. so, yeah, just listening. Yeah. And every time my child is with this person, they seem to come back really angry mm-hmm. and angry or sad or yeah. depressed or, mm-hmm. or rebellious yeah or, yeah yeah so, so it's things. just learning to watch each child is so different mm-hmm. my oldest if if everybody else in the whole world was going to go and swim over top of the waterfall but the way to live was to go the other way she would have been by herself going the other way whereas I'm not going to name names. And I would have been <laughs> just the same way. But, you know, uh, all kids are different. Yeah, and they, are. they, what's the easiest way? I was the easiest way. My daughter is her dad. My oldest daughter mm-hmm. is her dad. The right way is upstream. So we're going to go upstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we were talking about this before, about how it's, as a parent, I think sometimes you want to have, like, your one strategy or one tool. Mm-hmm. Like, this worked for my firstborn. Yes. So I'm going to try this with my second born. And they're like, hey, 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 I'm not the first born. Yes. And it's. You got to be flexible. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I know. So like, I think that's why I would say like that the things we did, they're not hard and fast. They're guidelines. And then you kind of have to tweak them for each child. um, Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought about this a lot. And I, if I could have a do over, I would spank way less. And I know the word spanking is a red alarm button (laughs) but that's the era I grew up in where you were disobedient you spanked and that made everything better I wish I would have had different tools as a young mom because what worked for one child with a little spanky 
with another it's like you're beating your child yeah with right? another yeah. it's just like why well, won't this work well, yeah <laughs> one of my children looked up at her dad and said you can spank me if you want to but it's not going to change my mind and I was whoa what mm-hmm. do we do with this so I wish I would have had different tools because each child is so different one child, all you have to do, I think we were talking about this the other day, Vanessa. You look at a child mm-hmm. and they're just like, no. I am so sorry. <laughs> Whereas the other one will just look at you with defiance and that didn't carry hurt. on. <laughs> carry on. Yeah, that didn't hurt. Yeah. So I wish I would have used different tools. Yeah. Yeah. I think there, I, one thing that's really nice now is that I think there's a lot more resources available. Yes, there is. To see what other yeah. things you can do, other options, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I did not have that. Yeah. I had one tool in mm-hmm. the toolbox. Yeah. The wooden spoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wooden spoon. <laughs> because it hurt my hand and I was too much of a baby. <laughs> I don't want it to hurt my hand. <laughs> um, I think we've, we probably all have heard that they say um, relationship over rules, right? Obviously mm-hmm. families have rules, but how important relationship is. Mm-hmm. So I think looking at just my childhood and the friendships I had, I kind of wish maybe my mom would have probed a little more into what you're just saying. Your kid comes home, you're like, every time you're with this kid or so often when you're with this friendship, um, you seem very low on yourself or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, my takeaway is like, again, asking those kind of questions of like, oh, like what happened today? Oh, Mm -hmm. do you think you were wrong in doing that? Or was she, or whatever, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. what happened when you were over at Susie's house? Like, Mm -hmm. what did you guys do? And instead of sometimes just picking at, well, how did that make you feel? It's more like, what did you guys do? Did Mm -hmm. you just... What do you even talk about? Yeah, what did you talk about? We actually have the right to ask our kids questions. Yeah, were her parents at home? Were, you Mm. know, these kind of things where your kids are maybe coming home and maybe a false sense of guilt, or maybe there's a sense of, I just was not comfortable and I don't like going there. Mm -hmm. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't want the podcast to come off as like fear mongering. No. I feel like there's been quite a few that I've listened to, especially when it comes to like education. And it really comes across heavy about like the fear, the <laughs> yeah, fear. You need to pull yeah. them out of everything. Yes. No. Yeah. And I'm despising it because um, it's feeling very like everything is on me. Mm-hmm. If you want your child to turn out well, you better be doing no. all the things. And that's why I love the church. We are a body. We're a family. I said that on Sunday morning when I was hosting. We are a family. And we have each other. And you have the other little, the teachers that are able to speak into your children. And the other mm-hmm. moms that are able to, when they're at day camp, speaking into your children's lives. Exactly. So we don't have to be operated, operating out of fear. Of course, we need to be concerned for our family. These are the little gifts that God gave you. Sometimes you want to ask God why he gave you this certain <laughs> one. But we love them all. We do. Um, I feel like I'm rambling, Nadine. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's easy to live in that that fear of everything that's going on in the world. But we do need to trust God. And we do need to, so to find that balance between fear and just taking the steps that we can to kind of mitigate that and to say, you know, this is how I want my family to be. This is how I want my children to learn, mm-hmm. how I want, you know, who I want them to be around. Um, but also that they need to learn how to function in this world. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be in the world, not of the world, but we are still in it. And so how can they be effective lights in the world if they right. don't know anything about it or they don't know anyone from it? 
So yeah, we have to find ways to help them kind of navigate that. And yeah. Well, and I was thinking too, it's, um, it's gotta be really hard as a, as a younger parent when everything you see on Facebook or Instagram or whatever else is out there, everything looks perfect. And so there's this idea that so-and-so's family has just got it all together and we've got to do exactly what they're doing because, and I think that's, God has given you these children and this family unit for this time. So ask him what he wants for you or what works well for your children. Mm -hmm. Just because it works, something works or you think it works for another Mm -hmm. family that's between yeah, them take and Take some ideas and try it, but yeah. it might not be for you. No, mm-hmm. it may not. And that's okay. Mm. Yeah. I think the biggest is just actually think about it, right? Actually mm-hmm. think about what you want your family to look like. That's something we did when our kids were little. You know, what do we, what do we hope our family would be like? How can we get there? Mm-hmm. Think about it and then be intentional about implementing right. that right from then. That's to, right. You know, yeah. even though it's going to change based on the personalities of your kids, yeah. it's that same general guideline to get you through and I would say generally it has worked for all of our kids Mm -hmm. even though they're all different right right so just but it just takes being intentional and also it just came to me when you were talking how um so when Scott and I would go out on a date and didn't happen very often but every once in a while we'd go out on a date and the kids were like oh And it was this thing, what you know, daddy and mommy are friends and you guys are going to grow up and move away and Mm -hmm. we still have to be friends. So I think it's really important too that your kids learn that mommy and daddy are, um, love each other. Yeah, we (laughs) love each other and that we treasure this. You guys are here because... Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that our kids see affection between yes. us and super important yeah. and that we they see that mommy and daddy take time for each other. Yeah. Right. That you're investing in the relationship yeah. that mm-hmm. that's important. Yeah. It's not just about the children. Yeah. No. Right. The kids can see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This mommy is and daddy. I mean, we're going to grow up and move away and they have. And there's Scott and I are rattling around in this house that feels too big until everybody comes home. Mm-hmm. That's not big enough. <laughs> and then now it's not big enough. <laughs> but. Yeah. Hmm. In closing, I kind of want to just, I love ending on a high note Mm -hmm. if I can. Can you think of a favorite, like maybe parenting memory? I don't know if you were ever maybe correcting your child and they said something hilarious, or maybe there was like a very sweet moment where your child surprised you with how they responded. I don't know. Can you think of something? My son was the one that was so, he was very observant. And um, he would be the one to notice if I colored my hair or if I got a new outfit. And he would, Mommy, you, you did your hair. That's a new outfit. And he would compliment me on it. And I remember one year, he would have been just a little guy, maybe eight, nine, ten years old. And Scott, it was always the conundrum, what do I do for Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day is coming up. What do I do? So he asked, he asked Danny's advice. What do I do for Mommy for Valentine's Day? And he said, well... You get her chocolates and take her out to eat. And I think that's what we did. But that was, Danny was just our tender heart. Yeah. Mm, that's yeah. sweet. But I miss, I if, if I had a perfect world now, my children would be about three, five, and seven years old forever. 
Mm-hmm. And I would just mm-hmm. gobble those years up. Yeah, sometimes I wish I could just have a day where I had like my little boys again, mm-hmm. you know, just like, but not just one age, like at two and then like at seven and nine, mm-hmm. just one day each age mm-hmm. just to enjoy that. Yeah. Each stage was, yeah, so neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I love those little, but then God gives you um, grandchildren, Nadine, mm-hmm. and you get to enjoy that all over again. Yeah. Mm. Well, I want to thank you ladies so much for coming to talk about this and just share your advice and what has worked, what hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. I know that we're all, we're all trying to make it work, aren't we? Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. just so encouraging to have some to go to um, older women. And that would be my next advice to someone if they are yes. battling yeah, their kid sure. that they can't figure out what to mm-hmm. do. Come and talk to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, we're going to be having a, um, a women's forum in April on how to parent your adult children, mm. which mm. is really kind of an oxymoron, I think. But I need that. Mm. So that might be something. Mm-hmm. You're thinking it's an oxymoron because once you're of a certain age you shouldn't be parented well yeah there's kind of that am i really parenting but really you are kind of you always need your parent Mm -hmm. you always yeah relationship i'm a parent but yeah Yeah, exactly so another podcast another podcast and another yeah we'll have both ends of the spectrum i will talk about having someone still parenting me as an adult (laughs) but then also the other side of watching your adult child Mm -hmm. maybe flounder or struggle and when do you step in and when don't you yeah. yeah Well, thank you I so still much. have someone parenting me. She's 80. And she's four years me. old. Mm. <laughs> that's biblical, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Maybe thank next you, time. Vanessa, for asking yes. me to do this and Nadine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on, ladies. You're welcome. It was fun. Thank you so much, Ramona and Nadine, for coming in and talking with me today about this tender subject of parenting in a world where there's just a lot of complications, a lot of difficult things to navigate. Uh, If you enjoyed this podcast, we would just ask that you would please share it with someone. That would be great. If we kind of started talking about something that you'd want us to go even further into, we would love to hear from you. The best way to get your questions or ideas to us is to email. Our email address is office at gpalliance.ca. And I just ask that in the subject heading, you just say women's podcast and I'll get that question. Thanks so much for listening again. Uh, Please rate us. That would really help us out. And yeah, may God bless you and keep you. And until next time, we will see you later.